This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. We're live at Atlanta United's training ground facility here in Marietta. And Mike and I were taking in some of the the practice uh, as we're watching our guys. Brad Guzan joined us earlier. And Mike, you know he looks good out there, bro. I mean, I, I, I'm a little, I would be yeah. a little nervous. I, I can't lie to you. Is a guard longer way? The new president and CEO of your Atlanta United joins us here live. We were both like huh? watching Brad move, but Brad is raring to go. And as a former goalkeeper, and I know you've ever to deal with an Achilles, but it looks like Brad is progressing perfectly right now. He really is making progress. I mean, Brad is on his claim to fame as he made me the second best goalkeeper in the history of Chicago. So <laughs> I, I was the first one to make it to the league, and then Brad kind of swept away all the all the impact right. I did. And then Gaga Slanina is probably going to display both of us but now Brad's making progress on the important stuff which is out in the field there and um, you know Achilles injury unfortunately not common for players of that age and you know uh, the good news is is nowadays you come back from that usually uh, better than new. Garth, I know you've been in town for a while. We got you right after you got to town. You're like, dude, I just got off the plane. <laughs> I'm not firing anybody yet. Let me evaluate this. Yeah. Right. So we were like, all right, we'll talk to you in a couple of months. All right. So we're here. It's a couple of months. Where are we at, man? As far as what you've learned about this club, now you've had a chance to meet with some of the players, evaluate. Where are you at in the process as we get ready for the season? Sure. You know, look, I think from a salary cap perspective, we're in a little bit of a reset moment. You know, we came in, we found some stuff that maybe long-term didn't match the philosophy that, that uh, I wanted to put forward. And um, look, to be fair to these guys, I, you know, they had the, the, the folks, Carlos and Bocanegra and his team, um, you know, had had a lot of plans in place that they were working on. And you've seen some of the exits so far. And um, look, people I understand are a little anxious because they've seen a lot of exits and not, not so many entries. Um, <laughs> you got a couple of lockers you got to fill. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, we're working out some entries, but we unfortunately still have you know maybe uh, one two more exits that have to happen. Um, but the good news is is we're gonna you know we're gonna take some pain here in the short term, but we're gonna reset this thing and we're gonna put the team in a sustainable path to success uh, over the next couple of years. We believe. 
and I know that uh, you know we had high hopes when Marcelino Moreno came on, and it just seems like it, as a as fans we got spoiled the first couple of years because there was so much offense and so much attack. And I think most fans out there, I know Carl and I, we'd rather lose. I don't want to lose, but I want to see three or four goals if we're yeah. gonna want some action. <laughs> what is your philosophy? How much in line was it with the previous regime, or is it are you reinventing the wheel here, or is it you know, like what there's things you can work with? Shit, look, I mean, I, we are entertainment, right? right. I mean, I, I, I'm not a soccer purist. I'm you know I'm an NFL fan. I'm a you know I'm a sports fan. I grew up in Chicago watching Michael Jordan and Walter Payton, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of common touch points, sports is sports, entertainment is entertainment. So I don't think that's that different. I don't think, you know, I think we understand, you know, what the Atlanta fans want. Um, you know, that said, what I would say is I, I'm a lawyer, right? That's, that's my training. Um, and so I do things pretty methodically uh, and I tend to do things kind of brick by brick. And the, the good part about that is as you build things, then they stay built and you can kind of sustain success over a period of time as you've seen it kind of my last two stops. Um, but uh, I will probably still frustrate some people in the sense that things may not move as fast as they want to uh, right from the get-go um, because you got to find the right deals. The thing that kills you in a salary cap system is when you make mistakes and then you can't clear those mistakes off the cap, and that, that's what we're going through right now. It's right. not been easy to clear some of those contracts that didn't work out quite as well, um, and we're going to try to put ourselves in a position where we don't do that again. Um, but there will be, look, there will be a, a building up process. I mean, the, the team launched like the Phoenix, literally greatest launch in sports history, arguably, right? I mean, both in, from a fan's perspective and on-field perspective. And so settling back to earth is, you know, you take that balance, you take that trade, right? Win the title and come right. back down a little bit, and now we'll reset things and we'll, we'll build it back up. You said you're a lawyer at heart, or that's your history, right? That's your training. So I, I hear you're big in analytics, and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> because you know where I'm going with this. Garth Largoway joining us here on Dukes and Bell. I'm big in the analytics, too, but I'm also big in just seeing what the hell is going on and, like, he can play, he can't play. He's really good. He's not good. <laughs> so where are you when it comes to this analytics and how you will use this information in processing the kind of guys you want to bring in? Look, I think in soccer, because you have 11 guys moving, and unlike baseball, right, where you have a bunch of independent events, right, you have a ball, you have a strike, you have a walk, you have a hit, but it's it's a mano-a-mano game. It's, a, it's an individual sport dressed up as a team sport, right? Soccer is the fundamental team sport, so all the actions are interchangeable. So I think it's really hard to pull apart objectively all of those actions within the game. So people have opinions about this guy's good and that guy's good, but a lot of times what the analytics can help you with is, yeah, you're right, that guy's good and that guy's not good, but if you combine these two guys together, that combination could be really effective, right? I think basketball is maybe the closer analogy from an analytics perspective where you still have individual actions, but you want to look at groups of players, partners of players, where players play in parts of the field. And if you do that, and what I tell people too is, you know, that stuff honestly still falls within the coaching realm in terms of what lineup you choose, what tactics you employ. What I'm doing as, as the CEO with visibility over uh, the business and the soccer is to say, hey, here are the processes we're going to put in place. We're going to evaluate these guys as assets off the field, and now we're going to try to find the right combination of assets, uh, the right uh, distribution of revenue to maximize all of our resources and to try to put the best possible team on the field. So uh, as an example, you probably don't want the best guy at a single position because you're going to pay the highest price for that, right? But if you get that second or third best guy and you pay 75% of the price or 60% of the price and then you do that eight, eight, nine, ten times across the field, 
now you're going to have a pretty good team and you're going to have a deeper team, um, and that's going to be a huge part of MLS going forward as we talk about playing in Leagues Cup uh, and Champions League and the playoffs and, you know, rumors there may be an expanded playoff format here coming in MLS. We'll see if that happens or not. Open Cup in addition to the, the league season. So there, there's a lot of games now coming up, and we're going to have to develop players to, to meet that need, and we're going to have to have more good players in, in terms of being consistently successful. Love the answer. Big time. Love the it's, answer. Again, we always say there's a combination of the analytics and, and the eye test. It's a Garth Lagerway with us here, guys. If you're new to soccer, bienvenue. Welcome. Uh, this dude's resume is pretty darn impressive. When you got hired, when we looked at it, and we're not blowing smoke. I mean, youngest GM in MLS history, won a championship in Real Salt Lake, Sounders championship. And so, and again, we, you said it, we knocked it out of the park early on. And the first thing you had to deal with, kind of working chronologically, is Joseph. And we still have to answer questions on Uh-oh. social media about Joseph just because he was iconic here and no divorce is ever going to be ending the right way. Yeah, happy with how it worked out, get him down to Miami, and obviously you guys had to eat some of that salary to get him off the books. Yeah, look, I, I think Joseph has got to be celebrated. You said it. He's an iconic player. Like, if, if every player you sign comes in, plays six years for the franchise, wins the title, wins the league MVP, scores 100 goals, we're going to be okay. <laughs> you know? And, and then, and then on, on the back side of it, if you go to him and you say, hey, you've done so much for the franchise, what's good for your family going forward? What's good for you long term? Um, rather than kind of have this kind of year hanging out at the end of this, like I think we found a good outcome for everybody uh, in, in terms of how this played out, and hopefully uh, uh, Mr. Martinez feels like we respected him appropriately, and there'll be a tribute for him when he comes back in town and stuff and recognizing the player that he is. And um, you know, But, look, I, I've been through this, again, a couple places. You have to know, uh, you know, a lot of iconic athletes in Atlanta sports history didn't finish with Atlanta teams, as you guys know. So, um, you know, that unfortunately in the salary cap world, that just is the way it ends up a lot of times. You went on Men in Blazers. You like that stuff? I, you like doing those things? <laughs> I like those guys a lot. They're cool. They're yeah, cool. They're, they're cool. cool. They're now, I'm not a big Blazer guy. Like uh, you guys, I, I mean, obviously they're wearing the Blazers. I wasn't at that time. But no, they, I mean, the, the, I'm not a formal guy, as you guys can probably tell already. Um, you're, you're our kind of guy, by the way. Yeah. You're our kind of guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, you know, I was a corporate lawyer, right? It sounds real stuffy on paper, right? So I, I got to do my best to try to uh, uh, demystify myself or whatever in, in the meantime. But uh, like, you know, definitely got a face made for radio, right? So you feel feel comfortable uh, in, in that respect. Garth Lagerway is with us, guys. The new Prez, the boss, the new Hefe here in town. So some of the spots you have to fill, um, obviously we get Miles Robinson back, and he's in a tough situation. It was the worst time for him to get an Achilles injury because he's got a one-year deal left. So is it kind of a prove-it deal for him and maybe hopefully for us to keep him here? I mean, it's difficult. The teams would come after him because he's got to prove he's okay, I guess. He does. Look, what I would say is we have a high degree of confidence in our medical staff. Um, and, again, for a player that young, you know, for a player like Guzan, honestly, it's more challenging to come back from that. Now, Guzan is such a good pro. He's so established. We like his chances. Miles is young enough. He should be able to get through this from just from a statistical. And there's not 100% recovery from anything. But um, I think it's very likely that he will be recovered. So I'd say we feel comfortable. Uh, and we have, made, in fact, made a long-term contract offer to Miles. Um, and those conversations are ongoing. And, obviously, we hope that that's something that he considers. Um, because, look, I think there's an, an, an intrinsic value for us um, you know, we think he's potentially one of the best center backs in the league. He's a guy that could be playing for the U.S. national team. There's a little tournament called the World Cup that's going to be coming here in 2026. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have, uh, you know, uh, uh, an Atlanta United center back that's, that's you know, starting for the United States right. in the World Cup. I mean, that's long term and that build up over the next four years. You know, we're talking and this is a, a generational opportunity to build our, our entire franchise. I, I'd love for Miles to be a part of that if that's something that he wants to do. But, you know, to your point, 
That's something we got, we got to agree on and we'll work together on. Garth, how does the Apple deal help MLS? Does it? I got to be honest. Mike and I, when we got the word it was Apple, we were like, eee. we're talking to you know supporter groups. We're talking to our listeners. Yeah. How do you feel about it? It's the biggest consumer products company in the world. So let me tell you how it helps us. So, uh, and I, I learned this. So we, in, in Seattle, we signed a player named uh, Roman Torres and uh, won the title with him as one of our center backs. You guys don't care about that. But here's the secret. He's Panamanian, <laughs> right? So after yeah. we win, the president of Panama right. gave him not a key to the city, a key to the country. Oh, nice. So, and we had this spike, man. Everybody in Panama became a Sounders fan. Like, like literally thousands of people. And this was just because of what social media was then. So what Apple does is Apple is all over the world, truly global, right? And you can watch it whenever you're ready to watch a game. So you don't have to stay up till 3 in the morning in England to, to watch an Atlanta United game, right? Right. And so the significance is now MLS. So so uh, jump around, but like of the, the top five leagues in the world, MLS was sixth out of players in the World Cup this time. So in other words, it, the, the, um, the number of players – uh, playing in the World Cup, the sixth most players was from MLS. Okay. Um, so that puts us now, because there's always this debate. You bet, with the best league of both? No, we're not yet. But if we're number six right now before the World Cup in terms of the number of guys that are playing on that biggest stage in the world, that's a pretty good benchmark for us. We're doing pretty well. So now what do we have to do? We have to continue to grow awareness of the league because – that tells me the league is better than a lot of people think it is, right. right? But now if you're watching on Apple all around the world and you're seeing Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the nicest stadium in the world in any sport, right, right? People are our phones are going to start ringing. That's what's going to happen, right? So when you say what's going to happen is on Apple, we're going to have a better team because of Apple. Because people are going to call in. They're going to say, wait, you put how many? 50,000 a game? Really? And I want to come play in front of 50,000. And, you know, again, we, we, we I've had experience with this, but – the team and the, the platform, Apple, basically recruits for Atlanta United. Um, and so I think it gives us this unprecedented opportunity to make our team better, to make ourselves a global brand. And I don't people use that as a bunch of corporate speak and stuff like that. And I don't mean from a marketing perspective. I'm saying organically, people are going to tune in. They're going to watch the league. They're going to figure out how good the league is. And there's going to have a bunch of positive things uh, for us for that. And if even just saying, hey, I want to come to Atlanta for the World Cup in 2026, I got to check this. I got to check out the city. Right. Because, you know, I, when I was interviewing for the job, you know, I said, what was the impact of the Olympics? Because that's the only thing that's maybe analogous to a World Cup. And they said, you know, universally, the, the AMBSC folks said, we think the World Cup's going to be bigger than the Olympics. And, I do, too. And, and, and the Olympics was transformative right. for the entire city. I do, too. You know? Because you know, I, I went to school in the south, you know, up the road a little bit. Sure. And Atlanta wasn't – I mean, now it that I'm back this. in Atlanta, no, I mean, I came coming back 25 yeah. years later. I mean, it is a completely transformed right. metropolitan area. I mean – I got here after the Olympics in 98 to see this thing explode. Real quick, before we cut you loose, we did talk about some lockers you got to fill. Yep. And uh, some of the guys I sit with in Section 208, they, they make me sound – I'll sound smarter with this stuff. Uh, Yorgos Yakamakis. <laughs> So. He's a dude who plays for Celtic, <laughs> and for those who don't know, that's the Catholic team. That's a fun one. Uh, in, uh, in, in, so let's talk about it. Scottish league is that our guy? I am play? laughing my I'm laughing my head off because I couldn't pronounce. I tried like four or five times. I read the media reports. I was like, I cannot say this name. I, I, so I, I, we have a Greek we have a Greek member of our staff. So I believe okay. the proper Yasu. way was is Yakumakis. I believe Yakumakis. is how you're supposed okay. to. Say that. Okay. So and I'm not even trying to say that twice right. without with. So uh, look, I cannot comment on players under contract right. to other teams. Uh, uh, so we got to be careful there. But uh, that is, I think, uh, illustrative of the type of player that we might pursue. Um, you know, so, cause, yeah, because what we have is we've got these salary cap problems. 
so we don't have the space to bring in a Joseph Martinez 2017-level profile. Right. Uh, but one of the mechanisms we could employ would be to bring somebody in on loan, so a short-term uh-huh. deal with an option to buy kind of thing. Okay. And then so they wouldn't be a DP at first, but maybe they could evolve and become a DP. And, and that's not the only structure we have, but right. in the short term, you know, between now and the summer, that as a short-term option, that might be the kind of guy we could pursue. Cool. Atlanta, I've been doing this a long time. We're in good hands. Garth Lagerway, thanks, <laughs> hey, man. Thanks a lot, man. Guess Appreciate you. Look at this. You, get, you sound like a guy that can put that away right now. I like this guy, Carl. You appreciate know, you. I, That's I, our I, beer. I got three kids, man. Now I just put me to sleep. But I, but I appreciate <laughs> it. I used to. There you go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 